This is Hillbilly Recordings and I'm Glenn, and today we're fishing for sounds. But let me start this fish story at the very beginning. It was the early 90s and I worked in a mine in Vegas, and I met a guy there who was a big Grateful Dead fan just like I was. Actually he was bigger because he actually followed the band for a while. He brought me these tapes of live shows, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I felt like I was the only person who had these. You have to remember, this is 1994. This is the dinosaur ages to my kids. The internet, it's only three years old. And the only type of internet was dial-up. And if you think you have slow internet service, you don't know what slow was. It would take you all night sometimes to download one song. YouTube, no such thing. Cell phones, all they did was make phone calls. And those phone calls, they were very expensive at the time. So just think, I met this guy by chance, and he's making me tapes. That's right, tapes, not CDs or MP3s. He's making me cassette tapes of the Grateful Dead. And I'm hearing all these songs that I never heard the Grateful Dead sing. Way cool. So let's fast forward a couple years. It's 2001, and I go and see the Del McCurry Band in Lancaster, California. Man, the band was tight, and I knew after seeing that show that I wanted to see more. At this point, I've been listening to bluegrass music for about seven years, and I'm teaching myself how to play the banjo. Also, a friend of mine told me, close to my home, there's a bluegrass festival at Mojave Narrows in Victorville, California. It's called the Huck Finn Jubilee, and it's a four-day festival. Looks like I'm going camping. I pitch my tent under the shade of a big pine tree on the banks of a small stream. Two campsites over, there was these guys in tie-dye shirts, and I went over and talked to them. We talked for a little while and they were just like me, big Grateful Dead fans, and that's what got them into the bluegrass music. One of the guys gave me a CD of Old and in the Way, a live show, and that made me pretty happy. We're going to do a song called Going to the Races. Well, I went to the concert area and I watched every single show. And I noticed that those two guys were in the front rows, so I went up there and started talking to them. I looked down and I noticed that one of the guys had this recorder on him and he was recording all the shows. And I thought to myself, that's a great idea. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to get a recorder and record all the shows and then I can take them home, I can listen to them in my car, I can share them with my friends, just like the Grateful Dead tapes that I got, when I got one of those, I was like, man, this is the coolest thing I ever got. I want other people to have the same feeling that I had, to have something that nobody else has. After all the shows were over, I went and talked to the guys. I asked them a bunch of questions about the recorder. He told me it was a mini-disc recorder. And I said to myself, 
I gotta have one of those. But I didn't buy it right away. A whole year went by, and I went to the festival again. As I sat there and watched the concerts, all those thoughts come back into my head. How great this would be to record all this. So, I bought myself a mini disc player, December 2003. And with that, I bought a Sony Stereo Electric Condenser Microphone, which is a little tiny microphone with an eighth inch headphone jack. So I came up with this idea how I'm going to get my microphone in the air. I didn't know anything about boom poles or uh, mic stands or, or anything because the microphone was so tiny. It was about the size of a AA battery. So what I did is I bought a fishing pole. I don't know, maybe seven foot tall. And I strapped it to one of those cheap fold-out Walmart chairs. And I had it above the crowd. But it only stood above the crowd probably five feet or so. And it wasn't high enough. It still got too much crowd noise. Well, the day came. I'm going to record my very first bluegrass show. Uh, one of the bands I recorded that day was Open Road, a stellar bluegrass band. I got out my chair. I set it up. I took my fishing pole. I hooked it up to my chair. I sat down. And this is the recording that I got. Well, I fished for sounds all day that day, and when I got home and reviewed it, I didn't think it was really that good, but it wasn't super bad, but I know there's something I can do better. Now let's fast forward three months. Now it's May 8th, 2004 at Calico Ghost Town in California, and I'm recording the Lampkins Family Band. They're standing in front of this old west building, playing music. I'm on the side of them with my fishing pole, cast it out. And these are the sounds that I captured. After listening to this, I was thinking to myself, man, I can live with this. This actually sounds pretty good. But man, did I look silly holding a flimsy fishing pole pretty close to the band. And they were probably like, what is this guy doing? Now let's fast forward one more month. Now it's June 2004, and I'm at the Huck Finn Jubilee. This is an example of J.D. Crow in the New South. The recordings are getting better, but they still sound like they're in a can. I recorded a lot of shows this year. Most of them were soundboards. I also recorded Bluegrass Cardinals, Earl Scruggs, and the Dillards. After the shows were over, it was a nice, cool night, I decided to walk around the campsites. Man, there was people jamming everywhere. So I went back and I got my fishing pole, I put on my microphone, and I did some fishing. This time I'm fishing for bluegrass jams. Yeah. 
I didn't think these recordings sounded all that bad, but 2004 was the last year for fishing for sounds. The fishing pole had to be retired. Not only did it look silly, but I had to upgrade because these recordings aren't as good as what I want. I'm still recording. I'm 350 bluegrass shows into it, hundreds of bluegrass jams, and all kinds of other stuff. My kids' voices when they were babies up until they are older. I have recordings of birds, streams, waterfalls, frogs, all kinds of stuff. And people ask me, what are you going to do with all this stuff? At first, I just wanted to hand it out and give someone a copy of a show and they can feel like I felt when I got something that nobody else had. But then after a little bit of time, I decided to change my mind and not hand out any of the shows and not really share any of the recordings. Now, I put some of the bluegrass jams and stuff like that up online for the people who are in the jams. They can listen to it or download it. I put those on archive.org. And all you have to do is look up Hillbilly Recordings, all one word, and all those recordings will come up and you can listen to them yourself. But all the concerts, I keep for myself. I'm recording for posterity now. I want future generations to hear what bluegrass music was back when I was younger. Because you know, the music's changing a lot. In the 1940s, bluegrass music was much different then than it is today. I'm just trying to preserve everything that I can, while I can, and hope that when I get older, maybe something like the Library of Congress or something would take my collection and save it for future generations. This is Hillbilly Recordings, and I'll see you next time. Rockin' good, go back in 1940.